Yo, 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 what's going on, world? Welcome to the Outside the Box podcast. I am Jacques Slade, and today, ladies and gentlemen, and people that identify outside of those two genders, uh, we got a good show for you guys. Uh, And I say we because obviously this show couldn't go on, this show wouldn't last. This show would probably be banned by the FCC if it was just me alone. (laughs) Luckily, I have two incredible individuals with me, Nick Ingvall and Tiffany Beers. Nick, go ahead and tell them where they can find you. The only banned things I think we should talk about are sneakers. So True, um, true. (laughs) My name is Nick Ingvall. You can find me on all platforms, N-I-C-K-E-N-G-V-A-L-L. I just really like sneakers, but uh, I get to come on here and learn from two of the coolest people I know, so... Tiffany, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Tiffany Beers. I dabbled in the sneaker industry for a decade, and I just like laughing with these two characters. So you can find me on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, Yeah, Tiffany Beers, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-B-E-E-R-S. Think jewelry and drinks. Jewelry jewelry and drinks, and uh, I don't think it's dabbling in the sneaker industry when it's 10 (laughs) years long. Um, that's like a decade. Um, you know, I think that's older than probably some of the people that listen to this show. So <laughs> let's um, let's not say dabble. Let's, let's just say, you know, I came through and crushed it in the sneaker industry for ten years, which is which is really which is really how I see it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, you've got a great show for you guys. Uh, if you guys aren't already following us, make sure you check us out at Outside Pods. That's on Instagram and on the Twitters. But to kick this show off today, we have got a list from a, a site called Footwear News, and they're calling it the Power 50 or 150. Footwear News Power List, the Virgil. At Helena Folk's 147 big name list of the top 50 people in the industry. And um, I think they missed uh, a couple names. I did not see uh, Tiffany Beers, Nick Ingvall, or Jacques Slade on this list. And I'm not saying that we should have been number one, two, and three. But we could have come in, I could, I, I would say in the low 20s, low to mid 20s, 23, 24, and 25, I would have been comfortable with. Anything higher than that would have been insulting. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a cool list, but it doesn't, I don't know, it seems very superficial, I guess. It just seems like, oh, we just picked a bunch of companies that make sneakers and put their CEOs on a list, as opposed to people that I think are really helping move the industry or really helping push the footwear industry. I mean, I could be wrong, um, but again, that's why the FCC doesn't want me talking on this show by myself. Um, so I'll let like Tiffany and Nick, I'll let you guys kind of jump in here, but it seems like just a lot of CEOs. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know. I, I'm one of those people that thinks that the people that do a lot of the work in the business don't get enough credit. And I think that, especially in sneakers youth drives everything cool and right. to have a list of you know 147 people and have relatively few like young you know just like people that are really you know really pushing like the culture of sneakers forward um you know i, I nothing against like the ceos and stuff because i think there's plenty of 
aspirational stuff about a CEO, being a CEO, right. whether you start your own company or work for work your way up in a company. I think it's awesome. Um, but I think that it was interesting that the only, you know, the only real people on the list that I that I would say are kind of outside the box um, plug are Jed Stiller, John McFeeters, and Yuming Wu from Stadium Goods. You know, being like 80, number 80 on the list, and, you know, Stadium Goods kind of changed everything about, like, the resale game, right? They kind of stole a lot of right. business from Flight Club. They became this really powerful piece. They show up on all of the, you know, big-time complex shows um, and in general like having the the support of Louis Vuitton's you know parent company behind them there's a there's a lot of potential for what they could do so um, that was cool to see um, you know there's the one thing about footwear news that I will say is like it's not a hundred percent about the sneaker world right it's footwear in right. general so that takes takes on a whole new meaning because you have you know women's footwear you have men's you know like footwear more like dress shoes you have the brands like Payless shoes that are outside of the cool sneaker head world but they're still massively you know popular and successful so i am not a fan of this list first of all <laughs> we are not on there even as right. a trio we deserve even as a trio right. top 50 I'm so saying. okay I think this, you know, these top 50, top 150, who has time to look through a list of 150? All they're doing here is working on some future advertisement, right? Because they know if they tag all these CEOs on LinkedIn, the CEO is going to be announced in the news, talked about in the news, right? And that CEO is going to go and look at this or their PR people and be like, oh, hey, that's cool. Footwear News mentioned us. Maybe we should give them some advertisement. Like besides Uh, that, who cares about this list? Who really cares? And uh, I mean, how many footwear brands are there? There's like, I don't know, two to 300, right? So this is almost half and includes almost all the CEOs. I mean, you do have like Serena Williams in here. You do have Kanye West at number 82. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you do have some cross of influencers and uh, CEOs, but you can tell that from their list last year, right? They published a list and it was a major faux pas, right? Because there was no diversity in the list whatsoever. Right. And so they're just trying, you can tell they're trying to fix that and get some, hopefully some ad dollars. Like this list is a come on footwear news. We expect better. I expect better. Yeah. I mean, I, you can kind of see it as like, hey, guys, look. Look at all the people that we included in. We have Virgil. We have Serena. Like, yeah. we have all this diversity in our list now. And something else that if you look at the list, you notice, like, the majority of these people are, I would say, over 35, 40. Like, there's no one under the age of 35, 40. And, well, no, I shouldn't say there's no one. I'm saying I should, that there, there are people under the age of 35. But... Maybe 85, 90% of them are over 35 or over 40. Which, well, this isn't is, the under 30 list, though. That's another may, list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Got to get those clicks. Got to get those views. That makes sense. Yeah. Don't put them that all in one sense. list. It's, it's interesting because yeah, they have d- Virgil pretty low on the list. And yeah. so I like to do, like, you do control F on these articles and see, uh-huh. like, you type in Nike. And Nike's mentioned 54 times in this whole thing, right? And 
if you click down through them in Serena's, it says Nike like two or three times, but then it's all individual mentions of it, you know, and then you type in like Under Armour and see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see that. There's it's it is interesting. There's there's so many people on there that are, you know, and, and we're in an interesting time, too, because you have a lot of like looking through the rest of the list. I'm seeing like the Eric and Peter from Sneakers and Stuff, Mike Packer from Packer Shoes, Josh from StockX. There's a lot of people that are like a general, you know, you know, close to my age. Right. And to me, that's kind of the the cutoff point. Right. I'd rather I'd rather see like a younger person on the team being lifted up and be put on the pedestal because that's who's going to drive the business. Right. Like the business itself is kind of stale in a lot of ways like you've got no no kids are looking up to the 40 year olds thinking i want to dress like that i mean maybe with the dad shoe trend but like outside of that right like it's it's really rare that somebody in their 40s is like just super dope shoes sneakers all that and to me that's kind of like that that kind of just like kills the list i mean it's it's interesting like if you you know, I would say like these are the kind of lists to to me when I was doing this kind of stuff at Complex. This is the stuff that I love to do to get people talking, but also to provide insight into people that want to work in the sneaker business. Like, if you want to work in the sneaker business, here's 150 people that you can go find yeah. on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram. Right, follow right. them, talk to them, engage with them. I mean, like that's that's how it all works, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. but. To, to Tiffany's point, I do 100% agree. I think having the the massive list where we're just going to hit everybody, you know, like I, I've worked with a lot of people on this list, um, maybe not personally, but with the companies on probably 30 or more of the people on this list. And there are some people I'm not going to call out, but there are some people that just don't deserve to be on the list of any kind. You know, they're just not, Uh-oh. they're just not. I mean, it's just the way it is, right? Like, yeah. part of it is 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 a play for footwear news, like you said, to have, a, you know, a relationship in advertising dollars. And I think it's good if you if you take advantage of that as a as a consumer that wants to work in the business. Otherwise, right. these kind of things are like take it with a grain of salt. I think that just want, like, I think you guys are really really great on that. Like people linking back to them, people sharing the news. Oh, foot, footwear news put me here. Our footwear news put me here. Um, when really, I get it doesn't necessarily carry a lot of weight uh, with the culture, or I'm mean, really almost kind of really within the industry. It's just more, it's more like a bragging right kind of thing. It's like, oh, I, I was on this list of 147 people, um, which I don't know how 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 much can you really brag when you're like I'm one of 147 people um, that got an award. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, uh, speaking of a lot of people on the list, number 82. Uh, Mr. Kanye West, Mr. Yeezy, uh, a.k.a. Ye, uh, he has decided he's going to walk away from politics. Now, um, what? I didn't. Yeah. So uh, I guess he feels that his words are being misused, um, which is unfortunate. And I, I can understand his frustration. Uh, when someone takes your word and uses them the wrong way, uh, in particular, he's talking about Candace Owens. Um, who I guess she was introduced to Kanye. Kanye referred her to someone who designed the logo for her website, which is Blexit. 
Um, but she used Kanye's name because the person who designed the logo actually didn't want to be associated with the website. He, I guess he was just like, I'll secure the bag and take this money from you, <laughs> but don't use my name. Um, I'd rather just get the check. And uh, so she decided to use Kanye's name and Kanye's are saying Kanye has said my eyes are now wide open and now realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I am distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. So I don't believe him. Yes, <laughs> it's really what I'm saying. Um, I, I was trying to find a nice way to say that. I was trying to trying to walk around it, trying to uh, you know do a little circle around it to make it nice. But I just don't believe him. Uh, I I just I don't feel like if you're just if you if if this if this is all that it took, this one moment of Candace using your name wrong and saying that you had a so you were associated with this site after all of the feedback you've received from everyone twitter uh jay-z um i'm sure ellen has said something on her show about it jimmy kimmel um all your friends um all the entertainers that you know like they've all said something about this but candace is the one that makes you change um i don't know something something just doesn't smell right it just it smells a little fishy to me I'll let you jump on this, Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nick. I can always count on you. Um, You know, I don't disagree with Jacques. I mean, I don't believe it. I mean, part of the entertainment of this whole political situation is that people like Kanye jump in there and offer an opinion. Like, we don't all have to agree. But... I, I do feel for him a little bit. I mean, he does put himself in the media, but the media loves to talk about him because they get tons of hits, right? Right, right. And so they don't always represent what he said correctly. They don't always maybe represent his full view. I, I'm, I've, you know, I feel like that's happened to me before in a very small scale, not really that big. Um, so I can kind of feel for that. You know, I do think he needs to take some time out and be creative. He is an amazingly creative person, and I think it's better used elsewhere than politics right now. So um, if this gives him what he needs to go be creative, then I'm all for it, you know. I mean, I I still wonder if he's going to, you know, do a short blackout and then be in, like um, – basically the isn't he going for the 2020 election isn't he gonna try and be president isn't that what he said before oh um yeah i don't know nick Nick, that's you (laughs) um yeah i mean so i i really feel sorry for kanye i feel like he i can't imagine having the pressure that he has having the the you know the amount of people that pay attention to him, the eyes that are on him, all of those things just have to be crazy. And I can stress myself out about things that are so simple in life. So for to to I try to think of it as like, you know, I, I do I do agree with both of you in a sense that it feels so forced at this point because of all the other stuff that's been going on. But I th- I think that he needs to he needs he needs to like back out of everything, you know, like if if you're trying to talk yourself out of the medication that's supposedly helping you, 
and the people around you are telling you, hey, you know, you should look at that, then you should look at that. I mean, you're surrounded by people that love you and care for you and want to help you out. And when you're on such a island within your own group of friends, it's it's okay to disagree with people, but at the same time, it's not healthy to be surrounded by people that have completely different views than you do, in my opinion. And that's what makes me wonder, like, is he just struggling because he doesn't want to feel like he fits? he's in a box with this group of people that he's kind of surrounded himself with and he's trying to get out there and, and like do things different? Or does he feel like he has to portray the chaos and craziness to be, you know, um, to be considered genius, right? That's, mm. that's, that's a conversation for, for people that are on that level of creation, right? Like there's, there's been people that've written songs about like I thought that I had to be crazy in order to be a genius because that's what I'd seen prior to. And I think those right. kind of things all in his world like he's trying to do so many things, you know, like like let's look at this list. There's 150 people that I guarantee don't have a clothing line, a music label, their own albums coming out, their whole family drama on TV. All of that stuff is so over the top and what he has to deal with that I disagree with a lot of what he says. I think he's an incredibly talented creator when it comes to music and an incredibly Absolutely. talented when it comes to footwear and clothing. Absolutely. And, and I think he's I think he understands how to capture an audience in ways that most people would have never thought about in this day and age. But at the end of the day, to me, there's things that he's done that have crossed the line for me being able to kind of support and be and feel good about even wearing his shoes at this point. So, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't vote for him in 2020 if he runs, I guess it's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I I you said it really, really well. I think I totally agree with you there. But I do respect him for trying. At least he's at least he's throwing his hat in the ring and he is offering a viewpoint. Granted, I don't always agree with it, but he is trying to step in and he realizes the gap and the need. Everyone needs something right now. And he's trying to step in and fill it when he's already so overwhelmed with ev- everything you mentioned, Nick, in his life. It's just right. like, oh my gosh, like, you know, take time for you, man, and uh, come back and yeah, let's see what's going on. Yeah, like I 100, I 100% uh, support his effort to have us think differently and to think again think outside the box and not not just follow what you've been told do your own research and things like that um i think a lot of us just take issue with how he was trying to get that message across um the wearing of of the maga hat um that because that that there's so much um insult in just the, the 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 theme behind that hat and um, and the fact that wearing that hat made you feel a certain kind of way, um, yeah. Also, you know, just it just struck a chord with people and made them feel a certain made and it made them feel a certain kind of way about you. So, like, you can't run and retreat if you're if you uh, there's a there's a um, there's a saying that uh, the great uh, philosophers of my family used to say. Um, and they, they said this thing they called uh, uh, your mouth writing a check that your ass can't cash. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know where it came from or who, who originated the statement, um, but I feel like that's the situation he's in where he's, he's said a lot of things and done a lot of things that are counter to what he actually believes or what he's trying to get across. And uh, now the repercussions of that have come back upon him because, I mean, even if you look if you look at his tweets uh, like earlier, he says, like, I support creating jobs and opportunities for people who need them the most. He supports prison reform. I support common sense gun laws. Uh, He says, "I, I, I support holding people accountable who misuse their power. I believe in love and compassion for people seeking asylum and parents who are fighting to protect their children from violence and war. So, like, he has these beliefs that I think we all align with. But for some reason, our, uh, I don't know if it's record promotion or album promotion or getting his name back in the news, he's taken an avenue um, that seems counterintuitive to all those things that you believe. So if you're doing things that seem the opposite of what you're telling us you believe, um, we're going to go with your actions. And uh, yeah. your actions say things differently. Um, but we, we do appreciate your music, Kanye. We do appreciate your, your art and the way you approach your craft. Uh, but this is just something that I, I think you really need to clarify with the world and make it known because you've presented, you presented something different than what actually showed up. But enough, enough about Kanye. Let's not beat up on Kanye. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that. Um, let's talk about some stuff that I, I guess I shouldn't, shouldn't just say I, I think that everyone should be concerned about. And that's the future of driving. So uh, I am a fan of electric cars. Electric cars in general. I, I get excited about electric cars. I think the concept of electric cars is amazing. Uh, not that I'm just like a, a super environmentalist and like I'm all about the world, but I do think that there is a benefit to the world having uh, electric cars. And in this situation, self-driving cars, uh, I, I do follow Tesla uh, just because I feel like they are the leader in this market right now. And what they're doing is uh, they just released a self-update to uh, an update to the autopilot, which adds navigation. So it, it actually you can change. Well, not you. The system will change lanes for you uh, while you're driving automatically as part of this whole autopilot thing. And I just think that's fantastic. Uh, maybe I've watched iRobot too many times and <laughs> that's what my issue is. But I feel like it would just like that situation because I'm in California, because there's so much traffic like this, these sort of software shalo- software solutions will help the freeways become more efficient. And uh, luckily, we have someone on here that can probably oh. speak more to that than um, and speak probably more facts to that than I can. Uh, so, Tiffany, I'm going to have you jump in here and, uh, <laughs> you know, make it clear because I've obviously muddied this up quite a bit trying to explain it. Um, okay. So first things first, I did work at Tesla for a little while, but that doesn't mean I know anything about their driving or their self-driving. Got it. So, but having driven now for two weeks in the Bay Area, <laughs> oh my word, like self-driving, I'm in. Who, whoever's got it, I'll buy it, I'll pay whatever you want. Um, I think it's huge. I mean, just the safety, the safety factor of it. You know, they, they still have some kinks to work out. There's no question about it. But I love the idea of it coming and showing up. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to take anything away from people who like to drive. But if you're Mm. driving an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two when you make bad traffic decisions, (laughs) (laughs) each way to work every day, 
You're exhausted yeah. and you need that self-driving to help you keep yourself safe and other people safe. So I am all for it. I don't know if I'm for vehicles that are unmanned. Uh, right. That's a different thing. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Like I might not be an early adopter on that one, but uh, I do think self-driving is super cool. And I've experienced it a few times in Tesla's and it was it was so awesome. I mean, basically, I want to buy self-driving, but I don't necessarily care what car it goes into. Just give right. it in my car today. Like, how do I get it on my current BMW? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's I think it's awesome to 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 be seeing this kind of stuff develop. Right? I, I it has to be a part of the future if we're going to continue like the way we are because it, there's just no. There's no possible way we continue to put more cars and more people on the road. And having this type of stuff on the consumer side just means that, you know, three, four years from now, we're going to see automated Lyft and Uber services where, hey, we're both going to the, to the, you know, Lakers game tonight. Cool. Like, we all know we're going to these events and we can cut so much traffic out of the way by combining those mm. things. And I think this is right. like the, the kind of the first step for all of those things, hopefully. I mean, I would also be on board for a drone, just like picking me up in a backpack and <laughs> yes. taking me home. Yeah. Like if I'd they could okay just that figure too. that out, I would do that too. And it'd be like flying, you know, it'd be like I, we were I, birds. I, I think, think I'm all good. for that. I think I'm all for that. Uh, as, but here, here's just, I'll throw this question to you guys. So I was uh, listening to some podcasts because I'm sophisticated like that. And uh, they posed a question about self-driving cars, about how do you program them to make a life and death decision? Uh, and how is that going to work? They gave the, um, they gave the scenario of there is a, uh, a train coming. And uh, if you warn the train, if you stop the train, uh, the, the people on the train die. Or you let the train keep coming and it runs over somebody. Yeah. So there's like, how do you train a car to make that decision? Um, it's very, very interesting. A very interesting sort of scenario um, of like how it, how you train a car to make that calculation. Um, well, that seems extreme. I mean, that, that, okay. So like, if you're a structural designer, if you're an en a structural engineer, you have a certain safety factor you have to work to. I'm sure in AI and self-driving vehicles, they have safety factors that are built in. You know, so like if you're building a, a bridge or something, you have to work with like a two, three, four, five, ten times safety factor, which means that. If it's two times safety factor, that means the human will be safe always at one times, but you're doubling it for extenuating circumstances or corner cases. So that's a way in engineering that they control that to keep it, you know, so that the engineers and the people building it are always keeping people safe. I, I wonder if any of our um, listeners work in AI and know if there's a safety factor, they could write to us and tell us more about yeah. it. Yeah. That'd be really great. I'd, I'd be interested to know that. Like this whole, the like the, the trolley dilemma is what they call it. Uh, is super interesting to me. I just, uh, it's like, do you save five, or kill five to save one, or do you save one to kill five? Like, how do you, 
well, and, make that and, and decision. Inevitably, that That's why decision. I work in sneakers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> inevitably, that decision is always wrong to someone, right? So, yeah. right. you know, it, it's not it's not an A or B type of thing, right? And I think that's like, you know, to Tiffany's point, it's it's probably very rare that it gets to that point and that, for that example. But I do understand that they're trying to figure out those kind of things as as this you know happens. I I think also just in the the you know self driving stuff, you've seen so many so many stories about people not paying attention to the warnings from the car in order to right. um, in order to, to you know save their own lives and to me that's the that's the the biggest challenge with anything especially in cars but anything with artificial intelligence as we continue to go down this path how do you determine when the artificial intelligence is actually smarter than the person or how do we determine how do we how do we account for the human error that's always going to happen with all of this stuff because it's never going to go away right there's going to be uh-huh. somebody falling asleep in their car it's not going to be loud enough to wake them up or it's just going to fall it, you know like you can you can be asleep and you can have somebody call your phone and it can pop up in your dream and you don't wake up like that happens all the time to right. people so yep. so those types of things i think are it's true incredibly difficult for uh, who I would imagine the people that are working on AI and trying to figure that stuff out. But also like just from a ethical standpoint of like, how do you, how do you say, no, we're going to shut it down. Right. Like, because the other problem with that, for instance, like some of these people that have actually been killed from not responding to it, if the car shuts down and just pulls over, can it do that safely enough to save that person's life? I don't really know. I mean, I, to your point, I think it would be awesome to find out find somebody that works in AI to discover that yeah. you know get a little more information on that. Yeah, it almost seems like that. With I think that's I read some article uh, with the AI where you have to your eyes have to um, the system has to be able to see your eyes uh, in order for it to for it to continue. Otherwise, uh, it shuts off and you have to take control or it war- notifies you or something like that. Yeah, it's almost like you just ha- you have to almost literally stay just as alert as if you were driving even though you're not driving which which is um which is interesting because people will get bored easy i mean it's it's like anyone else when you're driving home late at night and you get tired yep. if it's open freeway if you get you know when you're tired there's, there's almost it feels like nothing you do can make you stay awake you roll down the window you turn up the radio like i would try and play tricks with myself i would like drink some water and just like not swallow the water because i was like if i if i start yep. <laughs> if the water falls out of my mouth it'll wake me up but you know it, <laughs> nothing, nothing, that's a great yeah. idea you know you never you never know what happens but e- either way I, I know we took this kind of dark path but uh i'm really excited about the 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 thought of it and what it can potentially do the efficiencies that we can get out of it and how hopefully Hopefully, it can make the roads better here in L.A. some way, somehow. Uh, so this is a personal plea to uh, all you A.I. folks out there. Just make the just make it better here in L.A. Just, just <laughs> yeah. do that. Then I'll be happy. I'll be yeah. Happy. And, and hey, Elon, you can have that whole um, idea where the drones carry people around. You just go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. go ahead and make make that happen. I'm all for it. Just give me a parachute and I'm good. We'll just get like jacket uh, jackets that have call. the little hooks in it. So we just get picked, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. 
Um, speaking um, speaking of uh, of space and stuff like that, I guess we weren't really talking about space. We're talking about flying, but that I equate that to space because um, <laughs> everything is space to me. Uh, NASA linked up with Vans, and they have a full collection of things coming out, and I am here for it. Uh, as you guys know, uh, if you've been listening to the show, I am a big fan of all things space, uh, all things alien, all things galaxy, universe, uh, anything black hole, uh, a rip in the space-time continuum. I am here for all of that. <laughs> so when, when I see things like this, I'm all for it. They have a black pair, a white pair, an orange pair, and another white pair. It's the... Uh, it's the skate high and then the old school, right? Yes, old school. Yeah, the skate high and the old school. They have the NASA logo on the side. There is uh, like the NASA printed logo on the side, I should say. And then they have like the NASA. Is that the, would you call that a badge? I don't know. What would you call that? Is it a it's badge? Like, like Not a, a badge. Yes. Yeah, embroidered patch. That yeah, goes like on a patch. embroidered patch. There you yeah. go. Yeah, embroidered patch. Um, I cannot tell you. Uh, side note, how bad I want a NASA embroidered patch to wear on one of my jackets, but like earn it, not just have it. I want to be able to earn it. Like that's something I would wear around and talking about relationship advice. You think, all right, all right. (laughs) Imagine the swag you have when you walk into anywhere and you have a patch like that you've gone to the moon or that you were in space or that you flew in a rocket. I'm not even going to get into that. I feel like that was a Big Bang episode with Howard. Oh, maybe so. (laughs) Considering how much I love Big Bang, I'm all for it. Yes, Howard gets it. Howard gets it. There would be nothing you could say to me. It'd say like Apollo 23 or something like that, and I would be a a mess. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Every conversation would be like, you know I went to the moon, right? Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's all black. And they're still gonna, they're, they're still you gonna be like, ever. they're still gonna be like, yeah, guac is extra. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, talking about the van stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm, I've, t- I've taken over this whole thing. I should probably let Nick and Tiffany jump in and jump in on the van stuff. I like it. I don't know what you guys feel about it. <laughs> Sorry. I think I think it's awesome. I mean, I I love vans, so it, NASA vans. It's like it's a perfect combination to me just to have like some. I mean, I I don't know if I would go in like patches on my j- jacket and stuff like Jacques, but I like the shoes. I love them. I mean, I don't get like shoe envy very often, but uh, these I would take them all. You know, like I'm thinking when Jacques talks about this I'm thinking Tom Cruise in uh, what's that jet movie? Top Gun Top Gun, yes. With his bomber jacket and his embroidered patches in yes. his NASA shoes Yes uh, and, But I think these are awesome Like I would definitely try to hunt these out. I don't know if I'd pay I would probably pay a little bit over to get to get a hold of these. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's a dope collection It has bags, it has a sweatshirt uh, looks like they have sizes for small kids, so you can. I would totally indoctrinate small children into loving space. <laughs> so I'm all for that. Uh, if you feel like you need your kid to learn more about NASA, send them to me. I will teach them everything I know about space, the moon, 
uh, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Voyager, <laughs> Deep Space Nine. Uh, I'm here for all of it. I'll give them everything that they need to know and indoctrinate them fully uh, and send you back little mini astronauts. Uh, is that a P.O. box address? <laughs> there, yes, yes. There, there, there is a, a, a P.O. box. Just okay. ship them. As long as they can use the bathroom and tell me they're hungry, I'm fine. That's, that's all we need. That's all, that's all I really need. Uh, very cool. So, th- but this stuff drops on uh, November second. Uh, if you want to get yourself some, and November second. Wait, what day is that? Um, this Saturday. Is Saturday. So it dropped no. yesterday. Um, <laughs> so it's Friday. <laughs> so uh, it dropped before this podcast went live. So hopefully you were able to grab yourself some. If not, uh, now you know that what I was really excited about on the podcast. Uh, with that being said, something that you can get your hands on though is Apple just announced uh, several new products. There is the iPad Pro, the Mac Mini, and then there is also the uh, MacBook Air. Now it was about time the MacBook Air got updated because it's been years since the MacBook Air got a proper update. But um, honestly, I feel like the star of the show ended up being the iPad Pro, um, and they threw out some stats that it's basically um the ipad pro has they've sold uh four 100 i think it was 100 million or something like that it was some 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 number for the ipad pro where it had sold more than every other major computer manufacturer combined with just the ipad pro i mean just the ipad not the ipad pro specifically but just the ipad that's crazy which makes it uh and, and it basically made it the most popular computer in the world um, which I think like just shows that there's a shift in how we operate. Like you don't need to sit down at a traditional computer anymore. People are working off of tablets, which is insane. And the iPad Pro, um, they're just getting better and better and better. I honestly look forward to the day where I can get a notebook or iPad size computer and do everything that I need to do. I mean, because literally, I just need a I just need a camera. And an iPad, and as long as that iPad can handle editing footage, like I'm good. Like I can create content that I create now, which is absolutely amazing. That there's something in such a small footprint. It's literally like your laptop screen, and that's all you're carrying around with you, which I think is absolutely amazing. It's, it just blows me away. I love the yeah, I, I, mean, I love I think the it's... iPad Pro. I mean, go Nick, go go. <laughs> I was just gonna say I. I, I... I'm not surprised. I mean, I have like an, a little bit older of an iPad, but I use it all the time. I mean, I think it's it's one of those things like until the until I actually upgraded to whatever the the eight plus um, and got a bigger screen. It's it's like you don't really need to. You can do so many things at home on an iPad now that you would just never need the actual like desktop for it uh, you know i mean aside from like the power right that's the only thing like if you're editing videos if you're you know editing photos doing anything it takes a lot of resources to to you know manage that stuff that's the only time that you really need like a desktop or even a macbook in my opinion i i have all of the apple products i think just about but um i love the mini i love that they keep making that thing smaller that's that's just stinking awesome i mean that's pretty much a, po- a computer in your pocket anyways, right? So, um, but yeah, the iPad Pro, you know, I'm one of those people that I thought, oh, I'm going to draw 
and I'm going to do all this computer stuff, but I use it for Netflix and <laughs> um, games, and it's delightful, but maybe a little overpriced for just those kind of things. So we'll see. I still have yeah. time. It still works. It's not outdated yet, so I can still use it for those things. Someday. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's like that's the that's the thing about it. Like I I think people like me have more demands on our computers than I think the average person does. So an average person can get a get an iPad, they can do all of their shopping, they can do all of their internet browsing, they can do YouTube, like you said they can do Netflix, they can play games on it. Like they can literally do everything that you would generally use a computer for right on their iPad and not really miss a beat. Now, obviously me, I'm going to want to edit like 4K footage and use graphics and stuff like that. So if you're like, I guess, in like a more creative space, um, it's going to be tougher to just make that transition and use something like that. But even today, they showed the iPad Pro with basically a full version of Photoshop on it. Yeah. And they were using it on Photoshop with the new pencil. So, I mean, it, it's pretty fantastic what you can do on a computer today. Uh, even with like stuff like the Microsoft Surface Pro, like that one, that's really great as well. Like they have a pencil for that and you can draw it and it has Photoshop on it and you can do editing. Like there's all of these tools out there for you to really push push the limits of what you actually need. I think people are still buying computers because they feel like they need them, but you probably don't necessarily need a computer anymore. At, at least I would say the majority of the population. I think it's cool too, like, you know, since you uh, hijacked the Apple announcement was the Microsoft uh, stuff in there. Um, <laughs> now, Adobe, Adobe stuff is, you know, like I'm pretty much addicted to it. It, I, I like can't imagine actually not having Adobe Suite at this point, but they actually just un, uh, unveiled Rush, I think is what they're calling it. Yep. And it yep. basically means that you can like kind of in the same sense of like the way I guess like the the iCloud works for for Mac stuff, right? But like on a on a like working level basis, right? So like you can be recording on your phone and save it open it on your whatever mac macbook or ipad pro and you have all of that information and and all of that stuff is saved to me that's like i mean it's like one of the biggest steps in the right direction like you know they've, there's been various forms of that that kind of worked but yeah i'm pretty excited about that too yeah it's good i love the way i love where technology is going and what it's enabling us to do and the power that is putting in the hands of everyone um, like everyone has the power to really create and do things um, that, you know, just 10 years ago, we didn't have the ability to do. Um, so if you want to do something, you have no excuse. Like the tools are there for for you to do it um, from your phone to the iPad to your computer. Um, you have the power, especially especially to be creative. You have really have the tools in the in the palm of your hand to do all the things that you want to do. And um Doing a quick transition here, uh, speaking about having the power in the palm of your hand, um, there's some stuff going around the internet today, and I want to pose the question to uh, my two esteemed hosts um, about what they would do if they found out or if their boss followed them on the Twitters. Um, <laughs> would that would that change the way you tweet and the things you talk about? Um, or would you still keep it a hundred regardless? Go ahead. Oh <laughs> man. 
I mean, I feel like I've been in this situation a little bit, like with people following me on Instagram. Um, so, you know, I would, I would probably think of it. I would probably be reminded of it from time to time. I'm not a huge Twitter person, you know, the stuff I post is pretty lame, so don't really follow me. Um, so, follow, yeah, follow. <laughs> At Tiffany Beers. But, um, I probably would start to rethink it, but what I would probably do more is go follow them and see what they're posting and see how interactive they are. And then I would probably gauge my behavior on that. Because like, think of our current president, you know, he's super active on Twitter, you know, like think of all these people that are crazy active on Twitter right now. And it's like, uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've actually been in this situation for the last, um, I don't know, probably eight years of my life. So it's kind of just normal for me to have somebody in the company I'm working for in an authoritative position above me um, following me on social media. So I'm, I'm kind of already like I use I use Twitter, you know, like I don't want to say that I'm not like keeping it 100 or whatever, but I definitely think about that stuff before I post anything on Twitter. Um, right. And, and you know, part of it is just like a good, depending on how much you use those things, all that stuff is going to come back up anyway. If you're using social media and you think that nobody's paying attention to you and you're just spouting off like <laughs> random stuff, five years from now, somebody's going to dig up those tweets and try to fire you from your job. So there's no point in, in being ignorant on it, in my opinion. But, you know, also I think that, you know, to Tiffany's point, I would rather see the, you know, CEOs and the bosses and the, like, the people that, I'd rather see them engaging with people and, like, talking to people. And, you know, I I think that, like, Rich from Complex um, is probably the best example of this, you know, because you look at, like, somebody like, you know, we were talking about Elon or like you can you can look at so many different, you know, um, like leaders in tech that are on social media, that are on Twitter. And you never really know, like, where they are as a person. Right. You never know if like you, right. you, you always kind of get this like here's like the press release that my, you know, team wrote for me to put out here. But I think it's interesting to think about what the people that actually use it in a personal way and you know mm. to to be able to see that I'd rather I'd rather see those people using it and showing a little bit more of who they are as a person because then it gives people the actual reason to support a business you know like that list of 147 people if I went through and found people that are like hey this is my dog I really love going to the dog park I'd be like damn that's a cute dog I got to follow this guy I should probably buy a pair of shoes from this company but if they're just hiding and they never post to their accounts that to me is just kind of lame. So, so yeah. at the end though, yeah, like, it's just like, you just be careful of what you post in my opinion. Just. Yeah. I guess that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Just make sure you're not tweeting and doing something crazy anyway. Um, and that way you don't have to worry about it. But I know for like, you know, if say maybe you have like a funny account and you make all of these jokes all the time, like that's kind of like your thing or, um, if you're one way at work and you're another way at home, um, 
I know that I have one image online and I have one image in my personal life. Um, and like those are kind of two different things. And like the people at your job may be like, oh, I didn't know you were, you know, into smoking hookah. <laughs> or sneakers, maybe just or, sneakers. Or, or sneakers or something like that. Like that's not something that you show at work. And like it's it's inter it's interesting, especially if it's your boss. Or what if you you know you're great at your job. You know maybe strategy is your job, but you don't necessarily align with the morals or the direction your company is going. Maybe you're you're an awesome scientist, but you're also like all for the environment. But you created you know a rocket that's going to blow up the moon and you don't you don't necessarily agree with that in your personal life but you know you love the science behind what's going on or uh i don't know i'm making up scenarios here what if there's another scenario like that that i can't think of right now that there's these two opposites that are battling um from your personal life and your work life i don't know what what if you should have been a relationship psychologist but and you're just a man who wants to go to the moon right Right. Yeah. Right. That sounds like somebody we know. F- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? What? What if? What if the people that he knew followed him on Twitter, or Instagram, and saw him giving out relationship advice and thought like, "Yo, um, shouldn't you be trying to go to the moon?" Like, it's, it's just two. It's just two opposites. It's just two opposites, and it's a tough position for people to be in. I guess at the end of the day, uh, just just be careful what you tweet. Uh, be careful what you send out to the world uh, because that stuff can come back to bite you in the behind. Um, and fun fact, you don't have to share everything um, as much as you feel like Hey-o. you need to. Yeah, that's a very uh, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't have to tweet that and you don't have to post that picture. Um, so put that thing away and don't even take the picture first of all. Uh, just putting that out there. Anyway, so... That is, uh, I think it's going to wrap up the show today. Uh, great show, you two. Uh, I, you know what? I, I just want to say this. I really enjoy talking to you guys. I really enjoy this podcast. You guys make this a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We just saw a heart from Nick on our group FaceTime. Thank you, Apple, for this. Yeah, thank you, Apple, for group FaceTime. This is the first time we've been able to see each other during the podcast. Um Oh, I'm sorry. There's one last story. Someone uh, offered for um, me to be in their ear uh, when they go on a date. I just want you to know that uh, I'm all in. Uh, You just (laughs) tell me where I need to be and uh, I'll make it happen. Uh, I I am the relationship guru. And I again, I am here to help you. Uh, So, guys, don't forget to send in your questions. Uh, Ladies, don't forget to send in your questions. Um, people that don't identify with either of those genders, don't forget to send in your questions. I'm here for you. I, I don't. I don't care what you like or who, or, or they or whatever it is you like. Come, come to me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you through the murky waters of relationships. Uh, I'm here to clear things up. I'm here to make things better. I'm here to give you a path to the righteousness of love. I feel uh, like that's summing it up. I mean, there it is. <laughs> The righteousness of love is where I want to take you. <laughs> we should talk about dating on the moon. Like what that. Would I was be just like. thinking, like if what that's gonna be I like. was just thinking, if Jacques gets there first, he'd have the monopoly on dating advice on the moon. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Oh my gosh! I'd set up a little a little storefront on the moon. <laughs> talk talk about love. Let's talk about love in outer space. 
God. If there, if just like the vacuum in space, <laughs> or if there's a vacuum in your heart, I'm here. To, I'm here to fill it. To fill it has it. to change some things, don't you think? It has to change some things. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it has to change some things. Um, anyway, uh, so quick announcement for everyone watching the show, just to let you know, uh, we are going to take a bit of a break. This is episode 23 for the Outside the Box podcast, and we are super excited that we made it this far. Uh, we didn't think we would make it past episode one because we didn't think you guys would like us. Um, but we're really happy that you guys have been listening and that you guys have been watching along. Um, so we're just letting you know that we'll be going on a break for a few weeks. We don't have a solid date of when we're coming back, but we're definitely coming back. Uh, we'll be bigger, we'll be better, and they'll probably have a better host than me, but I can't guarantee that. Um, you know, I've I've seen there. I've seen that they put out a, a, a job, so that they need a new host. But I'm just, I, guess, I guess this, I guess that means I, I need to reapply. Does that mean? Does that um, mean you, you're, my my? I thought I put that out without my boss seeing it. But since you're the boss, you saw the tweet. <laughs> I guess I got I got to reapply for my job. So we I'm shouldn't have put that on Twitter. Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> yeah. Tinder. Yeah, you guys know I'm active on Tinder. You can't do stuff like that. Uh, so, but we will be back in in a, in a few weeks. We want to thank you guys for watching. If you guys want to talk to us in the in between time, don't forget to reach us at Outside Pods. And uh, I believe we'll probably be putting out some shorter episodes in, in the in the in between time. Uh, some more stuff about you know relationship advice and sneakers and. Uh, how amazing Tiffany is at engineering plastic, which is something that I definitely want to know more about. Uh, but as always, guys, I am Jacques Slade. You can find me at Cousteau, which is K-U-S-T-O-O. That's on Instagram. That's on the Twitter. That's on YouTube. And don't forget, I'm on Tinder, so swipe right with your boy. Uh, but again, uh, the, 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 the FCC would shut this whole thing down uh, if it was just me on this show. And that's why I have these two amazing people with me. Nick, go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Uh, Nick Engvall, N-I-C-K-E-N-G-V-A-L-L on all platforms. Also at Sneaker History on all platforms. Uh, but really, like, I just I want to say that I do enjoy talking to both of you. And regardless of whether we were putting this on the internet, I would totally do this every week the way we've been doing it. Although, I'd probably get more out of it if I was looking for relationship advice. So... Um, sure. Sure. <laughs> That's that's just facts. That's just facts. So yeah, but anyway, um, also I'm just excited to learn about plastic engineering during this small, short break we're gonna take. So <laughs> Tiffany, let them know how they can find you. <laughs> I thought it was a break, but it sounds like I'm teaching a class on plastic engineering. <laughs> uh, I'm Tiffany Beers. You can find me at Tiffany Beers on Instagram and YouTube, and not so much on the Tinder, but I'm on Pinterest. Pinterest. We always talk about Pinterest, but we never use it, and I don't look at it very much either. So, get, get on the Pinterest, people. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, before we go, I just want to give a big shout out to the guy who actually edits this podcast, Mr. Preezy. You can follow him over on Instagram. Uh, and Mr. Preezy, as of right now, let's drop some music. <laughs> Uh, I am Jacques Slade. That's Nick. That's Tiffany. This is the Outside the Box podcast. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, come to us for relationship advice. Come to us for sneaker advice. And uh, let us know what you think about the show. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Peace. <laughs>